following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready now, go don't you? bother me a little bit. I've taken some medication, no opioids. So <laughs> if you hear me snoozing, that's because the medication was kicking in. But it, there's just too much exciting stuff going on this week for for me to nod off during this. <laughs> so don't worry, it won't happen. But man, oh man, <laughs> I guess it was Monday, Tuesday. I, I thought that that Matt Gates, uh, you know, doing a coup d'état on um, on uh, Kevin McCarthy would be the top story of on the show this weekend. But no, <laughs> it's funny how things just develop throughout the whole week. Uh, if I had a daily show, that'd make it even better. But we'll see what goes. We'll see what happens. Because there is a more important uh, story to come up, Not, but I'll touch more on the Speaker of the House issue in the second half of the show. Uh, and I'll open the lines up for uh, calls. And if you call in, uh, make it after 6.30, would you? Because I want to get through this first story that probably not a lot of people have seen yet. It was very interesting. came out of Newsweek. Every once in a while, Newsweek has like this blockbuster story, like the, the one by, um, who was that, Molly Ball. And she wrote about how corporations and Antifa and Black Lives Matter and the Democratic Party all got together to steal the election. They were securing the election, of course. That was the drift of the story. This story today, though, this is the headline. And the headline actually represents the story. I'm not going to pick on that this week. Oops, taking my glasses off. Slammed into the mic. The FBI targets Trump followers as the 2024 election nears. Yeah. All you Trump voters, all you Trump followers... The FBI's got their eyes on you. Yeah, they're listening in. You think they're they're tapping into this program? Hmm. Well, Captain Shea and the U.S. Yes Insurrection might have something to say about that. Ha ha, mateys. We will sail again. <laughs> Anyhow, the story goes. 
The federal government believes that the threat of violence and major civil disturbances around uh, the 2024 U.S. presidential election is so great that it has created, quietly created, a new category of extremists that it seeks to track and counter. Donald Trump's army of mega followers. The challenge for the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the primary federal agency charged with law enforcement, is to pursue and prevent what it calls domestic terrorism without direct reference to the political parties or affiliations, even though the vast majority of its current anti-government investigations of Trump Supporter are of Trump supporters, according to classified data obtained by Newsweek. So the FBI is spying on us. That's going to stretch them pretty thin because, you know, there was about 75 million people that voted for Donald Trump in the last election. And there's not that many people in the FBI. But, you know, the, the secrecy agencies are a lot bigger than the FBI. I mean, we all know the FBI, CIA, Department of Homeland Security. Um, There's also the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, the National Security Agency, the Defense Intelligence Agency, the BIR, the OFI, the ONSI, the OIA, and the... OIC, and there's still more. There's like 17 of these intelligence agencies. <laughs> the Navy's got their own, the Marines have their own, the Army's got their own, the National Guard has their own, the uh, National Guard, the, um, the Coast Guard has its own. This is incredible. Oh, and they forgot E I E I O. Old McDonald has an agency that would spy on you to make sure you're not messing with the sheep and the cows and stuff. Oh, I tell you, everyone's being watched. Well, let's go on with this thing. Okay, the official said that the FBI is intent on stopping domestic terrorism and any repeat of, of the January 6th, 2021 attack on the Capitol. But the Bureau must also preserve the constitutional right of all Americans to campaign, speak freely, and protest the government. By focusing on former President Trump and his mega Make America Great Again supporters, the official said the Bureau runs the risk of provoking the very anti-government activists that the terrorism agencies hope to counter. Uh, Yeah, especially since... January 6th was a setup by the FBI or by the CIA, or maybe it was the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Maybe it was a National Security Agency. Maybe it was a Defense Intelligence Agency. Maybe it was BIR, OFI, ONSI, OIA, OIC, EIEIO. Who knows? Maybe it was just some of them. Maybe it was all reps was shouting to people on on January 5th. He's on tape telling people we have to go into the the stadium, into the Capitol. 
the morning of January 6th, he was at a big intersection leading up to the Capitol. And he was saying, it's that way to the Capitol. We have to go into the Capitol, into the Capitol. He was at the first breach, the first breakthrough of of the gates that were up. He whispered in the ear of the guy that did the actual taking down of the fence. And at that point, it was a very tiny fence. It, was a, it wasn't even a, a bike rack. It was something light and flimsy and easy to move out of the way. Yeah, unfortunately, there were some proud boys there. and They, they kind of touched the fence as these other dudes pushed it down. And so... Who is it? Joe Biggs from uh, the Proud Boys is now facing, well, he's serving time now, doing like 20 years for just being there. He did not tear down the fence. He and the Proud Boys were there to protect people from Antifa. Because Antifa had a habit of going and beating up uh, the stragglers out of uh, Trump rallies. They would especially attack women, uh, women with with babies in a carriage. Oh, they, they liked that. They're real brave guys. Oh yeah. And I'll bet a lot of those Antifa types are FBI agents or the whole list of seventeen. I don't even have all seventeen. I just had ten of them there. January sixth was a Fed setup. I was there. I know how it went down. Uh, and now they're saying that they don't want to trample on, on constitutional rights, but we want to prevent another January 6th. They created January 6th. They are the terrorists. The spy agencies of this nation that, that are now focusing on, on uh, to spy on, on Trump voters. All 75 million of us. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm reading through this whole thing, and it's such a bunch of BS and, and hypocrisy because it is the spy agencies that are the terrorists. But they're going to find something. And by the way, this next year, you know, the, the whole year out is going to be the year of the false flag. Just remember that. The year of the false flag, including... You know, October, November, December this year and all of next year leading up to the, to the election. Because the deep state, the Biden administration, the Obama administration, number three, they need a huge distraction. Some reason to bring in mail-in ballots again. Oh, it's too dangerous to go out there. Oh, you'll get COVID-58. Oh, the, the mega terrorists are waiting to pounce on you everywhere. They're around every corner. They're, they're hiding behind every tree, every piece of shrubbery, and they're going to jump you. But that's not right, matey. We don't do it that way. We will just sail. We'll sail at night. We'll sail on the full moon when the moon is bright and we can sail by the stars. And we'll go down. We'll go down towards Chesapeake Bay and we'll sneak right up right into the Potomac. Oh, yes, mateys. <laughs> It'll be a fine time. And you, Fred, you, Barney, you, Ignatius, listen up real good. 
because we have a plan to go and plunder and repain and do all that sort of pirate stuff. Are you with me, matey? Are you with me, Fred? Are you with me, Barney? Ignatius, I'm going to call you Iggy. That name's too long. <laughs> all three of you can come and sail with me if you can keep your mouth shut. And don't tell the rest of the the E I E I O agencies what we're up to. <laughs> yeah. So there will be false flags getting serious here for a minute. Um and they're gonna be really disturbing. There might be another school shooting, another supermarket shooting. And of course it'll be racial in nature. Because they, the deep state wants to start a race war. You know, the deep state wants to, to create chaos. They need something that will cause a situation where Joe Biden can claim uh, martial law. You know, shut, lock everybody down, take their guns away, and outlaw any, any kind of speech against the government. All those anti-government agencies, they are so evil. Let's see. In a statement to Newsweek, the FBI said, The threat posed by domestic violent extremists is persistent, evolving, and deadly. The ones that are deadly are the FBI, the CIA, et al., et al. No Trump supporter shot Ashley Babbitt. That was a, a cop working inside of the, um, the Capitol building. He shot Ashley Babbitt point blank in the neck and she bled out. It wasn't Trump supporters that beat to death Roseanne Boylan at the entrance of the of that gate, that the, that tunnel that went into uh, the White House. That was a Capitol grounds cop or a Metropolitan cop. Who were the other people that died? Uh, I think those are the only two names I know of. And no, Officer uh, Strickland, um, the officer that died, he died... 24 hours after the riots. The riots didn't, didn't kill him. Uh, Stresbeck, uh, uh, I'm sorry that I'm drawing a blank on him. Polish sounding name. Um, no Trump supporter killed anybody, but the cops did. And I'm not being anti-cop right now, but that was a Fed surrection. They shot uh, tear gas and pepper spray into the crowd to agitate them. And, of course, Ray Epps was in the middle of the, of the pack instigating it the whole time. He even bragged. There is um, not videotape, but there's uh, text message evidence where he says, he orchestrated the um, the break into the uh, into the capital there that day. Let's see. 
The FBI further stated, we are committed to protecting the safety and constitutional rights of all Americans and will never open an investigation based solely on First Amendment protected activity, including a person's uh, political beliefs or affiliations. Yeah, what about that Catholic guy down in Philadelphia? He, he had a, a booth set up or a table set up to protest abortion, which is baby killing. Um, he got swatted at his home where he lived with his wife and seven kids. I don't even think he owned a gun. But this is BS what uh, the FBI here is saying about protecting Americans' uh, First Amendment rights. They set up the Fed surrection. They set up January 6th, turned a what should have been a speech and an opportunity to have the Senate look at the evidence of of a an election gone bad. Totally legal. But the feds created the insurrection, baited people into it. That's why the important thing, the important point I'm making here is do not be baited into a false flag in the next year. Do not get sucked in. Uh, you know, if, if you're out drinking with with your buddies, especially if you've made a, a new group of buddies and they talk about doing something like the uh, Governor Whitmer kidnapping, the feds there set up some... Some uh, low-brained, um, you know, down-out guy. You know, they they, they palled around with him, buddied it, buddied up with him, and in that that kidnapping that never took place, there were twenty-four people involved in it. Out of the twenty-four, seventeen were were FBI agents, or they were. Um, they worked with the FBI. There, there were stoolies, you know, uh, stooges, and they set up the other seven guys that would be left there. Well, there were three trials for that. Two of them uh, acquitted the people because it was entrapment. The third one, well, that guy was unlucky. Uh, the feds got the jury that they wanted and disallowed evidence that would have freed them. No, the FBI is not concerned about your constitutional rights. The FBI wants to entrap you so that you get caught up in the legal system. You have to pay tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, to to get lawyers to get you out of jail. If you have that kind of money, if you don't, <laughs> you're going to have to plea bargain whether you're innocent or guilty. But if you're innocent, you're going to have to plea bargain down, and you'll still probably do time in jail. So be aware that this is the season of false flags. I should play a piece for you by Hillary, because I do try to keep these things short. And man, uh, I don't know, that medicine's not working too well. My back is... is tightening up on me. But let's listen to what Hillary has to say here. That's the way it used to be. I mean, we had very strong partisans in both parties in the past, uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things, gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. 
But there wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm -hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And how do you do that? Because you said you have to defeat them by defeating their leader. Their leader right. is Donald Trump. Even you have said that you expect him to be the Republican nominee. Hear that? We have to be deprogrammed. There's something wrong with us. Not that we want real constitutional laws passed. Not that we want the Congress to deal with budget items in single uh, single bills. Stop funding Ukraine. Spend some money here, like building the border wall, stopping the invasion, deporting the illegals that are here now. It's crazy, people. But you see, the call for real constitutional-based uh, laws is insane. Oh, and by the way, the dollar is going to be crashing soon. Hate to tell you, but you need to uh, be aware of that. So Hillary wants to deprogram us. Got another story here about the Southern Poverty Law Center. Anytime you see the Southern Poverty, the, oh, the, the article is, this new hate group is now the biggest in America. They say that, uh, what was it? Mm -hmm. The biggest hate group is, uh, I think it was Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, Oath Keepers, that's what they were saying. But the Southern Poverty Law Center is a hate group themselves. They hate Christians, they hate conservatives, they hate constitutionalists, and uh, I said Christians, right? They hate those people, and they want to attack those people. Same thing with the, with the ADL. Uh, JDL, um, ADL, American, is it American Defense League? Anti-Semitic Defense League, whatever the name of the, the thing is. I told you, medicine is kicking in. But um, they're both hate groups. They hate Americans. They hate Christians. They, they hate constitutionalists. They hate conservatives. So anytime that they... And they teach, they give seminars to the FBI, CIA, AEIOU groups. They teach them what to look for when they themselves are a hate group. ADL, American Defamation League, what, whatever. Um, they, they didn't make a, a sound about that Nazi up in Canada... That, um, that that got awarded by by the whole parliament. Did you see that? Um, Justin Trudeau and uh, Zelensky. They brought in this guy Juncker, I think his name is, and he fought in World War II. He fought the Russians in World War II. <laughs> Except in World War II, the Russians were on our side. You know, after uh, Hitler invaded Russia. They fought with us. We supplied Russia. 
with tanks, planes, all sorts of armaments. Russia, for that short period of time, was our pal because they were fighting the Nazis. We were fighting the Nazis. Junker was a Nazi in the Waffen-SS band. Anti-Defamation League, of course. I think I said that. So anyhow, the ADL had nothing at all. Not a zip. Nothing to say about a real Nazi that got an award up in Canada. And it was, let's see, there was some British uh, guy. He, he was in special forces, um, but he's a journalist now. And he discovered the information. And he got arrested for daring to tell the truth that exposed Zelensky and Trudeau as liars and praising a Nazi. Everything is bass-ackwards in this world. So when you hear about the Southern Poverty Law Center or the Anti-Defamation League calling out hate groups, spin it around. Because the ADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center are the haters, not the people that they are attacking. And watch out for false flags. Don't get involved in it. Uh, Keep your head up. Keep your head on a swivel. And be aware for this whole next year. Because, boy, is it going to be interesting. But anyhow, I should take a break at this point. And let's see. What do we have here? Uh, Nope. I should get that. Dueling banjos, nah. Oh, here we go. This is a good one. United States of Empire by James Dunn shows how the U.S. became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil Hun that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. The book, The United States of Empire, in paperback, is available at Amazon.com. 
Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass. was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island, saw the Great Swamp Battle slash Massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. Looks like we have a couple of callers, so let's see what they want to talk about. Caller number one, what you got to say? Yeah, good evening, Mr. Dunn. Good evening. Um, since you're talking about all the dirty stuff, the yep. spying and the infiltration and the setting people up, I just, you know, I didn't turn on your show from the beginning, so I don't know if you touched base on this already, but did you know that Ray Epps was finally charged? Yes, with a misdemeanor. Yes, yes. Joe yes. Bates gets 20 years for touching uh, the fence, and Ray yes. Epps gets a slap on the wrist. Yes, he entered a restricted area. Oh, he got the golden ticket. He got the, the Hunter Biden deal over there. Yeah, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to stick for Ray Epps. Hunter Biden. <laughs> what a mm -hmm. joke. I tell you. And, um... Did you know that the uh, person that replaced Diane Feinstein that was handpicked by Governor Gavin Newsom was the 10-year president of the Healthcare Workers Union of California? No, I had no clue about that. The biggest union in California, and he handpicks her to take the seat. Uh, I heard she was a black lesbian. Is that the case? Yes, it's true. And, and, and she's <laughs> actually out of a... I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you, you go ahead. She, she's from Jackson, Mississippi. She went to Jackson University. Oh, didn't and he I, call her in from uh, from Maryland? Yeah. See, the thing is, I had to do some research because what I was trying to do is find out how much time she spent in D.C. Or better yet, and, how much um, time did she spend in California, the the state she's going to represent now? 
That's right, because when, when I found out she was the 10-year president of the healthcare union in California. Oh, okay. For 10 so years. She, okay, yeah, she was she, that, yeah, yeah, so that's fishy right there. Check that out. So that's what prompted me to find out how long she stayed in D.C. And it took me 25 minutes, and I had to reword my sentencing until I could get some kind of an answer out of the stupid search engine, which I yeah. thought was suspicious because I'm like, if she was... The president of the Healthcare Workers Union, the largest union in California, for 10 years, how long did she spend in D.C.? is my next question. So I found that she lived in D.C. for like a year and a half. Oh, okay. So that picture of her living in D.C. for a long time, she's only just recently been removed from her uh, stay in California as the president of the Healthcare Workers Union. But, but she touched <laughs> that nomination touches all the the proper rails it touches uh race the gender card uh yeah well she's she's black she's a lesbian she's a woman and if if she knows what a woman is and um She's in, in with the unions. I mean, yeah. That, you see, that, that, if you don't have a union that, job, you is can't. That, is that a royal flush? Yeah, and if you don't have it, this is what they're doing. They, I, I say this all the time. They're trying to replace everybody in key positions. They're trying to take you out and put their kind of person, their type of person in. And that's the teachers, uh, the judges, black, uh, the DCYF, the, the presidents of the unions, uh, the workers of the union itself. The people in that union, they all got to be of the same type of person. They have to be. And that's what they're doing. And, and I'm glad that you see that. And, and, and we have that parallel going on right here in Rhode Island with um, the, new, the new whip in the house that, was, that, that we just here in Rhode Island. He's, uh, yeah. uh, he's, a, he's a union head. I forgot what from already. Oh, the teachers' union. Yeah, so he, he was running the teachers' union in Rhode It's probably the most powerful union in the unions at, at this point because there's so few worker unions now. You know, the teachers' union is much bigger than, like, AFL-CIO because we've been uh, outsourcing all of our uh, industry. Part of the plan is to uh, take over even the jobs. And if you don't think like them or do what they want you to do or be like them, then you just can't work. You'll be you'll be unemployed, and they don't want That's you to vote. <laughs> yeah, and they don't want you to make money or anything like that. But I've got another caller. Okay, but, God bless you. Thanks for letting me on. Okay, thank you. Have a good night. Okay, caller two. What you thinking about? I am uh, just going to piggyback on uh, what Mark said as far as this. Uh, Friend of Kamala Harris, uh, if you're aware of this woman that was uh, put into the Feinstein seat, yeah. and she was sworn in by Kamala. Kamala. And, um, you know, they're both huge pro-abortion, baby-killing uh, women, or whatever they are. I don't know what they claim to be. Yeah. But that's not what I called. You were talking about uh, the January 6th Democrat insurrection. Yes. And it was created by them, as we know. Yes. Uh, the thing that I heard this week that was quite interesting is when McCarthy, you know, lost the, the speaker's uh, position, there was some little scuttle that Nancy Pelosi was still in her original speaker's office. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kevin never that, picked her that up. That irked me because 
why the hell didn't they throw her out before? I, I find it very, you know, troubling that uh, here, here she is still sitting in her little queen's palace that she should have been thrown out of. I, I don't know why they uh, allowed her to just sit there. Because Kevin McCarthy is too much of a pansy to kick yeah, her out. Yeah, good. Thank you for saying it. <laughs> I didn't want to be too drastic, but I just find it really disgusting because, as you know, I know, you know, having been to court or to participate in finding out what goes on over in the Rhode Island uh, legislation uh, courts, uh, they're all fighting uh, against one another, the lawyers are, and arguing cases, and they all go to lunch together. And so I feel that, uh, you know, it's disturbing to think that the same thing's going on and that uh, really there's no difference between the Dems and the Republicans and whatever it is up there. Are you saying that the, uh, oh, how shall I put this without getting Jr. mad at me, that, (laughs) (laughs) that politics is like WWE? Like Maybe. Like I don't know too much the, about WWE. <laughs> wrestling. Uh, the, yeah, the, I, I knew what it was, oh. but I don't know much of the history of it. So. The, the fierce adversaries in the ring. And then what once the fight is over, you know, they, they leave and uh, go have uh, steak and beer together. At, yeah, rub elbows or yes, whatever it is yep. they rub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just very disturbing when you hear little tidbits. Like, if I would have been in charge, I would have thrown her butt out of that office, and it would have been a distinct pleasure. I would have put her in that seat that that guy was sitting in and rolled her out into the hallway. (laughs) I'd I'd put her in a broom closet, a dirty one. (laughs) (laughs) With a good key. (laughs) Well, thank you, Jim, and continue with your uh, great ideas. Okay, thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye now. Okay, no feedback that time. That's all right. I think I need to shut off the phone first, then turn off the uh, the mic. Okay, so this is from the Liberty Daily. It could happen. Trump may attend closed-door House meeting to take the gavel. Let's see. If there's one thing we learned about American politics over the past few years, it's that... The extremely unlikely can become a firm reality very quickly. As strange as the idea of Speaker of the House Donald Trump might might have seemed a couple of weeks ago, now it's on the table and possibly in motion. Okay, so when did this guy write this? October 5th. Okay, today's the 6th. And Trump has thrown his uh, weight behind Jim Jordan. I guess Trump doesn't, doesn't want the uh, speakership, uh, which would have a lot of responsibility, plus he's got the court cases that they're all fake, but he's got to deal with them anyhow, uh, and he's campaigning. So that's a lot for anyone's uh, plate right there. His plate is full. So he's backing Jim Jordan, which uh, is probably a good bet. It's a hundred times better than McCarthy. Uh, I just hope that Jim Jordan follows through on some of the tough talk that he has uh, said. We need action now. So he's a grappler as well. 
So we'll see what he can grapple with and throw down on the mat. But you know how smart that is when you really think it through? Because the, if Jordan doesn't get enough enough votes, if he doesn't get the 218 to uh, get the speakership, then it does open the door again for for Trump to walk in, which I would love. But I don't think the, the rhinos, the Republicans in name only, you know, kind of like uh, Mitt Romney types, they would never vote for Donald Trump. But they would vote for Jim Jordan, especially if they know that if Jordan fails, Trump is right behind him. And not only behind him to back him up, but there to be the um, um, the designated hitter. If Jordan doesn't get on base, Trump will. And that should scare the bejesus out of the um, the rhinos and get them voting for Jim Jordan. But could you imagine that? <laughs> Trump as Speaker of the House. Then they could impeach Joe Biden. And if, if that went to the Senate, you, you know that the Democrats would, would block the impeachment, would, would vote for acquittal. Excuse me. They would vote for acquittal in lockstep. And then Joe Biden would be the candidate that Trump runs against in November of 2024. Because there's always a possibility they can take Joe Biden out of of office. <laughs> they could do a 25th Amendment. Uh, they could actually impeach him. But they don't want to do that because he could implicate them as well. He knows where the bodies are buried. Even on Obama. So uh, this makes things very interesting. Um, because if Joe Biden survives until 2024, and you don't know, it's day by day, it could be weekend at Bernie's, or a weekend at the White House. Yeah, oh, 10 minutes left to the show. That's kind of good, because uh, the medicine's wearing off, and my neck is is aching me. So... Very Oh, here's a funny story. War-hungry Democrat senators vow to shut down the U.S. government if we don't send billions more to Ukraine. Great! Do it! Defund the war and, and, and let the Democrats shut down the government. <laughs> Who cares? Do it, do it, do it, do it! <laughs> That's a real threat, huh? American last leftists will shut the country down if Ukraine can't have money to murder civilians in the Donbass. Very good first sentence there. This is by Kellen McBreen. Shouldn't be good, last. You did well. <laughs> Several Democratic politicians have come forward vowing to hold the nation hostage by shutting down the U.S. government if Congress doesn't pledge to send more tax money to the corrupt Western puppet Zelensky, the Nazi, who is running Ukraine into the ground. Yeah, he's killing more Ukrainians than Hitler did. Let's see. Democrats Michael Bennett of Colorado and Cory Booker of New Jersey both hit the mainstream media circuit to scare Americans by claiming they'll shut down the entire government. Do it, guys. Do it. Go, 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 go. Yes. 
He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's at the 15. He's at the 10. Go, go, go. <laughs> oh, I love that one. That, that's a story that just tickles my heart. That's not, I don't want to hit that article. What do I have left? Oh, I've got a full eight minutes left. Uh, California's get, staying weird. Uh, they're refusing to abide by a court order that, that uh, reversed transgender uh, notification. Uh, let's see. New, new hate group is the biggest in America. I've read that one already. Hillary calls for formal deprogramming of Trump supporters. I should revisit that one again for a minute because that is classic Sovietism. That's what Joe Stalin did. He claimed that his political enemies were crazy. And he had a point. It was crazy to defy Joe Stalin because you could end up dead or worse, you could end up in Siberia, you know, in a gulag for just many, many years. Um, but this is what they do. They insist that <laughs> that their opponents are crazy, that they, they are in a cult, that they need to be deprogrammed. And if there's ever a cult, I mean, just look at the way that the Democrats vote in lockstep uh, in um, you know, in Congress. Now, the squad kind of threw a monkey wrench into that. But then the squad started leading the cult for a while. Nancy Pelosi is still the leader, the leader of the cult. But, um, you know, the squad made their impact, but it was still cult-like. Just lockstep, follow the leader. And no, I don't follow... Uh, you know, Trump in lockstep. He screwed up royally with with the COVID vaccination, which is not a vaccination. It's a gene altering, uh, you know, drug that's still experimental. It has not been approved by the FDA. It is still under uh, emergency use authorization, an EUA. It is still dangerous and it's still not something you want to get. But I was very happy today because I went went to my doctor and, you know, we, we didn't talk anything about COVID. Uh, you know, there's a scare that COVID is coming back. And no, it's just going to be the leftists trying to scare things up so that we lock down again so that we have to do uh, mail-in balloting for uh, for the election and that Joe Biden can win the election again. Hey, did you hear that there's some polls that are showing internal polls of the Democratic Party even showing that Joe Biden's approval rating, it's in the tank and it is swirling and going down. It's like 10, 11, 12 percent on some polls. Yeah. His his um, popularity is way up there. And you know what? I forgot one of my usual introductory things. I didn't do my poem. Joe Biden is not the president. A poem by Henry Gibson. (laughs) 
Joe Biden is not the president. He is not the commander in chief. He is the thief in chief. He is the pretender to the throne, always looking for his crown. He's the Delaware destroyer dumping the greatest land in the world into the dumpster. He is the king of crappers. Who will change his pants? He is Dementia Don wandering around aimlessly all the time. He is your highness of hair sniffers. Keep him away from your daughter. He is the boss of bribery. He knows how to take money, and he knows how to spread it around. Keep his friends happy. <laughs> he is the founder of Brandon Falls. Everywhere he goes, especially upstairs. <laughs> and he is the leader of the warmongers. A finer, more gallant warrior has never been. If you believe that, I've got a bridge to sell ya. <laughs> oh boy, three more. Oh, I know what I need. Right here. <laughs> From the Babylon Bee. Hold the presses. Big story. FBI stops by Antifa riot to ask if they've seen any dangerous MAGA around. Los Angeles. According to sources, Federal agents confronted a group of Antifa rioters who were in the middle of burning down a courthouse so they could ask them if they'd seen any dangerous MAGA around. Hey, friends, have you seen any of them dangerous MAGA around? A special agent later identified as David Friedkin reportedly asked while attempting to shield his face from the blaze. It is imperative that we find them before they do something dangerous, like calmly walk inside a federal building or vote for the wrong presidential candidate. Witnesses claim one of the Antifa rioters was kind enough to stop throwing Molotov cocktails so he could answer. Well, golly gee whiz, mister. No MAGA types here. That sure does sound dangerous, but we've been pretty busy burning down this building. Buildings don't burn themselves, you know, the lovable scamp added. Let's see. Thank you, citizen, the agent. agent said before running across the street to assault a bystander who was wearing a red hat. Federal authorities are asking all American citizens to be on the lookout for dangerous mega extremists. If you expect someone of being a mega, please contact authorities immediately. Or at least throw a Molotov cocktail at them. Hey, come on, Babylon Bee. You're supposed to be on our side. <laughs> Anyhow, have a great weekend. Take care, everybody. God bless. Listening to Dunn's Deal with author James Dunn. Join James every Friday at 6.05 for a unique perspective on today's issues. But for now, this is a done deal. Only on your voice in the Blackstone Valley. WNRI, one socket.